recording. <laughs> oh. <laughs> can we start over? I'm trying to get three seconds of silence so we can start the recording. Welcome to the Aluminum Linings Podcast, a podcast where we talk about everything except for our day jobs. We are doing part four? Uh, First week? Three. We're three quarters of the way in, right? Yeah, but we did an intro one, so it should be part four. Well, why don't you share your theme song with us, <laughs> and I'll look up how many parts this podcast has so far. Okay. Sounds good. An O-Rimo. It'll put you to the test. 1,700 words a day if you don't take a rest. An O-Rimo. There you go. Thank you. This will be part four. Um, Is that a superhero theme? Because I'm not familiar with it. No, it's that big, great big C. Oh, 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 that's pretty good. So there's... For part one, we just discussed having a theme song, yes. I guess. Yes. Okay. Yeah, we've been listening to uh, Great Big C, specifically the, I think it's called the Chemical Worker song. That sounds right. And if you hear dogs walking around in the background, it's because we're dog sitting a giant dog that won't lie down while I'm podcasting. So... Yeah, Mitch is here too. I don't know whether he'll... He'll probably be coming up for some affection at some point. Checks with me every so often. So, how are things going for you this week? Well, as of last night, I was caught up. Uh, we had to have 34,000 words last night yep. or yesterday. And uh, I'm at 3440 right now. <laughs> nice. Yeah, it's a good feeling. Especially seeing as at some point in the week, I thought I was two days behind. And so when it turned out I was only one day behind, that, that was nice. So how did I'm you... not sure how that happened, but it still <laughs> can't account for one day. It's lost time, a symptom of NaNoWriMo. Yes. Things are not going so hot on the pantser side of things this week. This week has just been bad, you guys. It's just been bad. Okay, so I started this morning with 27, just over 27,000 words. Okay. And then I am at almost 29,000 words now because I discovered writing sprints or word sprints, sorry. Da da da. NaNoWriMo Twitter update. People do writing sprints where it's like for the next 30 minutes, let's see who can write the most words. <laughs> and I actually found they do them on Twitter, they do them on Twitch where you can jump in on a live writing sprint. And those are in all time zones, so you can find a time that works best for you. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I've been doing it on Twitter with a Twitter account that's called Writing Sprinter is what it is, is the Twitter handle. And basically they'll do, oh, I hope you can't hear that disgusting I can hear it. (laughs) (laughs) I took the DOG for a W-A-L-K before this in hopes that she would just lie down and sleep because she's a senior dog and she's not doing that. Instead, she's just being, she's making the podcast nasty. I'm just going to wait till she's done. Hold on. You stay away from me with your drool. No, 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 no. Okay. So basically what they do is they do 15, 20, and 30-minute writer sprints. And you pick Uh a team and you join that team. And at the end of the sprint, you just put your word count with your team name. And they keep a tally of it. So that's been really good for me, obviously, because I... Like I said, I started at 
just over 27,000 words and now I'm almost at 29,000 words and I have been I have done an hour and 15 minutes of writing today. Nice. Yeah. So I tried to write yesterday but I was falling asleep. When I had a break at work I was falling asleep so I had to just walk up and down flights of stairs instead of writing. Last night, same deal, I got home and I honestly physically could not stay awake to write. So <laughs> that's been my week this week. But you know what? I'm optimistic. Uh, Dad, you talked me down yesterday and a couple days ago from just restarting my NaNoWriMo entirely because I think for no other reason than I think now that I have a better idea of my story, I could just write it better. So I just want to start it over. Or maybe I would just have a little bit more hope or maybe just because I'm already so far behind, it's kind of like, well, if I start it over, I'm already behind. So what's another 25,000 <laughs> words? I have today and tomorrow off, so I should be able to get caught up. Nice. Um, and I, the thing is, like, I knew I wasn't going to be able to write every day and I accepted that fact early on. But then I guess in my heart, I just didn't. You know, I, that's my like type A, the anti-pantser in me. That's like, I feel so bad when I don't make my daily word count, even though I never intended to make my daily word count in the first place. Mm -hmm. But the yeah. word sprints are great. I'm really enjoying the word sprints. Mm. Yeah, that is a good idea. Nice yeah. little motivator. Yeah. And they give you 10 minutes in between each sprint. Okay. So I like get up and move around in between my 10 minutes. I'll get up and, you know, and then it's just, I stop, I I make myself stop writing when the word sprint is done. Oh, okay. Um, so that's kind of like what you were talking about before where some writers will stop mid-sentence. So I've kind of been doing that where it's like as soon as the timer starts, I'm like ready to go because I stopped right in the middle of what I was writing. My story is bad. <laughs> <laughs> the, other thought, <laughs> the other thought I had this week because when we were talking about doing this series, I asked you if you would let anyone read your first draft. Mm -hmm. and you're like no and I'm like I might just put it up on the internet people can take a gander whatever I don't care they know it's a NaNoWriMo project and now I'm just like yes. I'm so embarrassed <laughs> mm. there's no way I could let someone read this well you know I I got thinking about that though and I was thinking you know maybe I might if I really warned someone in advance how rough it was just so I can see if so I can get some perspective to see whether this is something that's manageable and salvageable mm. or whether it's, you know, something that's like, you know, the parent putting their five-year-old's picture up on the fridge, you're kind of obligated to because it's yours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I kind of feel the same where, like, last week we talked about uh, whether we had, like, gems and stuff that we were proud of. Mm. And I think I still do have those aspects, but I think the more I write, the more... I kind of want to take a U-turn and take my story in a slightly different direction. And for me, it's like I'm I'm very, I guess you'd say minimalist in my writing. I don't give a lot of description and things. And I'm just wondering how much of a problem that is. And also I'm wondering, well, okay, someone sits down and reads this world that's very different from our own. Am I giving them enough that they can get some bearings? So, and that's something that, and that's why I was thinking maybe I'll, I might be willing to let someone read it first draft or whatever just so they can go through and say okay this i don't understand this why is this happening what's the deal with this to see how much I feel i've been maybe info dumping a little too much in certain respects about certain things and other things not so much and i'm just wondering if if it's going to be so much that it's going to disorient people or 
whether I'm, I'm giving them enough that their imaginations can fill in the blanks or they're, they'll be patient enough to wait and see for, for the rest to be filled in. Yeah, yeah. Well, and we've talked about, I don't know whether we talked about it in this series or not or whether we've just talked about it in the past because my ebook that's coming out, a book of this on January 8th, 2020, <laughs> we talked about it before too where you don't want, you want the reader to have to pay attention to follow the story and you want to give them kind of these Easter eggs that they get from piecing things together and give the give them the opportunity to almost like solve certain aspects of the story but there's a difference between being subtle and just not giving your reader enough information right and so that's kind of where you get into trouble of or at least I've gotten into trouble with I didn't really give the reader information enough information about this for them to understand why this is significant like for example in my story I didn't talk about wraith anatomy at all other than I made some comment about when they're in their human form they can't breathe in the underworld and so when they switch into their human form in the underworld they feel like they're suffocating but then I'm writing a fight scene later and I'm like oh yeah I should like grab them by the throat or something and I'm just like but do they does that matter like do race <coughs> breathe do they breathe differently is the air just different in the underworld and it's all stuff like that where I'm like that could be confusing unless I explain it but I also <coughs> don't want to start my start my story and have it sound like a textbook yeah exactly. I'm not Jules Verne <laughs> That'll be very funny to people who've read 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. <laughs> <laughs> so do you think you'll be able to wrap up your story in 50,000 words? No. No? <laughs> I, they still haven't left their hometown yet. Oh, they haven't gone on their adventure yet. No. So if you follow the hero's journey, I think it's usually it starts out at a place that people, they're secure, what they've always known, and then they get taken out of that. And that happens like... I think in the first quarter of the book it's supposed to be or somewhere around there oh okay so if this is any indicator i'm probably gonna book's probably gonna be at least 160,000 words wow. <laughs> if that's an accurate indicator yeah yeah like i don't, don't quote me on the quarter of the book but it seems like according to the hero's journey it's very close to the front anyways oh okay do you think in your second edit though that you'll pare down some of that or do you still feel like like, I guess um, the question is, are we info dumping to hit word count or are we info dumping to paint a picture for our reader? I think sometimes regarding the relationships, I'm, I'm info dumping a bit. So I'm getting, it's not so much info dumping as getting repetitive. So I'm not really sure. But like I said, I don't do much description and I, I think I'm going to have to change that. So oh, if okay. anything, I might have to actually add oh, okay. add stuff just just to try and paint a picture of what of what this place looks like and like i realized i don't even really describe how they're dressed very often or even physical features and so on okay well it's awesome though that you're not feeling like you're searching for things to add words to your story like your content is already there it's i more, guess i hope <laughs> well i get from from my perspective listening to you talk it seems like you have enough things to say it's just a matter of whether you want to say them via info dumping mm, or revealing yeah. it later so it's not like you're like, oh, I have to give them all this information to hit my word count today. And I've been, I like, I'd, I'd say I do avoid the, the info dump in certain respects. Like, I give the information in other ways, but I don't give, uh, hmm, how would I put this? I'm giving them information that tells them this isn't the world I'm used to. Oh, okay. Okay, gotcha. Like, but I'm not saying why this isn't the world you're used to, really. Like, for instance, the... The food that they eat is very different than what we eat, and there's reasons for that because of, of the 
difference in geography, but I haven't explained why there's this difference in geography. So that again, yeah, and back to the world building is, okay, well, how much of an effect would this geography have? Would it affect the clothes they wear too? So do I explain that or? Or just get someone to do very specific cover art. (laughs) (laughs) Just get them to release the movie of the book first, and then they'll yeah. know what's going on. Yeah, people usually read the book after the movie anyway these days. You'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, I find, I, I find I'm having to pay more attention to the geography as I go. So I didn't do any world building beforehand, but I do have a Word document set up that is kind of placing things in certain places so that... I know where everyone's going and what things are happening. And it also gives me a really clear picture of, oh, you've had them travel to three mystical places and they're all bodies of water. Maybe you should change that. <laughs> I don't know what it is where I'm like, ah, yes, river, so mystical. Ah, yes, a pond that you can gaze upon and see your own reflection. Very mystical. Ah, ocean, much mystical here. Is it maybe just because of the shiftingness of water that gives it a mystical? I don't know. It if it's just I don't and I think so some of the problem too is it took me so long to develop the Wraith as a mythological character that I don't really want to introduce other mythological characters, even though I know I'm not really obligated to explain them. But right. I kind of feel like there's so many there's so much different lore surrounding vampires, fairies, water nymphs, blah blah blah. But for me, I kind of have done this sort of underworld surface overworld type thing. And so I kind of forced myself into sort of a dichotomy of like ghosty or race or human. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not really sure if I want to tackle something else and add that in. And then also I realized today as I was writing that I'm like, I make it seem like the underworld, you like dig down to it and it's just like a series of caves. Mm, But the characters have to use these like portal things to get there. So why don't I have a sky in my world? Right. Do you find, now I'm going to ask you this as a fellow Minecraft player. Okay. Does Minecraft sometimes feed into your world building? Hmm. Because oddly enough, this, this one place in here is like a desert city. and I kind of picture a desert village in my head when I'm thinking of this place. I'm trying to think. I was just thinking, because you mentioned portals, and you mentioned that it was like caves and not having a sky. Yeah, I think when and... I was describing, because some of the hallways to the more, uh, the more less used areas with lower foot traffic are kind of unkept. And so I think I did kind of imagine like a mine shaft with torches lining either side. Right, right. Um, but I also haven't played Minecraft in almost a year now. Oh, it's been that long, eh? Yeah, since I started school. Right. And it's not, listen guys, it's not because I don't love Minecraft. I love the crap out of Minecraft. <laughs> You're going to get all the Minecraft that's hating on you. Yeah, exactly. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with Minecraft. I do love Minecraft. I'm just in a stage of my life where I don't have a ton of, ton of time for things. Yeah. And also, a lot of my hobbies are on the computer, so sometimes my eyes are just too tired to then Minecraft after. Yeah, I'm in kind of the same position. It's like, I don't want to play Minecraft early in the day because I will be on the, my, playing Minecraft all day if I do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it's just too easy. Even when I set a timer, I'll shut the timer off. Well, I'm just going to finish this, and then an hour later, I'm still playing. Yeah, yeah. For me, my Minecrafting has to be at the end of the day if I do it at all. And being that I leave my writing till the end of the day, <laughs> it's very something funny. has to lose out. And 
luckily writing has been the one that wins out and Minecraft has been the one that loses out for now. So today, this is slightly unrelated, but today, so I got up, I made a pot of coffee, I did some stuff, and then I found these word sprint things. And so I was like, oh, I'm going to do this word sprint. So the first one goes really well. The second one goes well. I think I did over 700 words in like half an hour. I was super happy. And then I'm like, nice. okay. I'm going to do one more word sprint and then I'm going to take a bit of a break to do some more stuff around the house and take the dog out and blah, blah, blah. Halfway through the word sprint, the pot of coffee hits my stomach. And I'm like, <laughs> uh-oh. You got a laptop, don't you? I do have a laptop, but I also have the Word document because I'm doing it on a Word doc. So I just grabbed my phone and I went to the bathroom. So if I'm successful in this Minecraft, in this uh, Minecraft, in this, <laughs> if I'm successful in this NaNoWriMo, part of it, my success will be have been attributed to writing on the toilet. And I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I do like... You could write a book about it, though, and say, you can write. <laughs> Writing on the other pot. <laughs> I don't have any puns to contribute. Because I'm embarrassed about my poop writing. <laughs> Want to feel crappy about your writing? <laughs> Flush with writing tips. <laughs> Let's do it. Post NaNoWriMo. <laughs> we'll guys. start our own bad. Yeah. It's can a... writing, so everybody's posting how many words they got. Yeah, it's a different kind of writing sprint. <laughs> You're not allowed to eat a whole block of cheese so that you get stopped up, so you have to spend more time on the yeah. camera. But yeah, no, I'm super excited. The word sprint is like my shining moment for this week, because I think this week presented a lot of challenges. And I feel like, for me, the challenges were not having things to write about. I had things I want to write about, it's just everything went wrong this week. <laughs> yeah. It was like I found by the time I got home at the end of every day, I was physically too tired to write. And then I had to get up in like four hours to go do something else. So then like my Fitbit, <laughs> I haven't gotten a sleep score above 60 this week, I don't think, other than today. It's a good score. I think a good score is supposed to be anything over 80, which I don't typically get. So it's a percentage of. kind of thing? Yeah, right? so your Fitbit breaks down your sleep by the amount of times you're awake, the percentage of deep sleep you have, and the percentage of REM sleep that you have. And basically, oh, okay. if you get your like sleep goal for number of hours which mine is six hours if you get uh if you hit the benchmarks for percentages that you're supposed to have then you that all those things increase your sleep score okay so but the problem is you can't get a sleep score unless you sleep for six hours uh, three hours which i only did twice this week that's not good yeah so <laughs> it's been a wild week for me but you know what I can do this. And I told myself I wasn't going to write every day, and I haven't written every day. So really, I'm only fulfilling the promise that I made to myself. You do you. Yeah, exactly. Write your truth. Write my truth. My truth is that I'm really, I want Gorbage the Angel to have a side story. That's next year's NaNoWriMo. <laughs> so yeah, anything else you want to add in? Hmm. No, I don't think so. Okay, we're doing it, guys. One week left on NaNoWriMo. A week in what, two days? What's today, the 21st? Yeah. So yeah, nine, well, 10 days, including today, I guess. Yeah, so we got 10 days to make it to 50,000 words. Um, you can find all my content on aluminumlinings.com. If you follow me on Twitter, it's aluminumlining with no S, but you'll see all the word sprints that I'm participating in because that's the Twitter account that was open when I discovered them. You can also do word, uh, I don't know if I said it before, but you can do word sprints on Twitch as well. So if you're already a Twitch person and you like watching live streams, you can jump in and do a live stream word sprint with people, which I think is super 
super cool. I and... hate recorded live streams. Why? <laughs> <laughs> I I have like this what app. you hate. Hold on, you hate watching them back, or you hate watching them as they're live? No, not while they're live, but as watching them back, like. Um... What is it? Sketch Club has tutorials, but some of these tutorials are the live stream thing. Okay. So I'm trying to watch this to learn how to use this app. Mm -hmm. And the person's trying to teach you how to use the app, but then they stop to interact with the people who are commenting. And so this video becomes two or three or four times as long as it needs to be for you to learn how to do this one thing. And so, yes. So that's completely, uh, well, it's not my job, so it's within the purview of this that's true podcast i guess okay boomer are you a boomer i don't think you are no think of generation x let's google it quick guys we're learning all the time always be learning do you know about the okay boomer thing that's going around the internet right now dad no does that mean i'm a boomer <laughs> if you don't know what it is chances are you are a it's basically whenever someone who says something that's kind of out of touch or like rude to millennials for no reason because the, the, <laughs> come on no 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 know. i'm not saying you can be rude to millennials <laughs> for a reason but i'm saying when there's no reason so the idea is that baby boomers were the single richest most successful generation and so when they say things like millennials would be able to afford houses if they weren't always buying avocado toast mm. that's when you okay boomer somebody oh okay it's the new karen i think okay generation x born between 1965 and 1979 so that would be me yes. oh so you are a boomer i thought they were older i thought it was How people millennials born... end up taking over everything like there used to be a generation <laughs> y and a generation next and now it's millennials 1980 to 1994 i don't know freaking millennials Okay, Generation Z, 19... I thought, no. no. Baby boomers are right after World War II, I thought. Yeah. So you're not a baby boomer then, Dad. No, I said Generation X. Oh. Okay. I'm an X-Man. Okay, sorry, that was but my But they, they just did away with Generation Y? I don't know, this thing jumps no. from gen, Generation X to gener, to Millennial. Okay, no, no, no. It. Generation Y is in between X and Millennials. And then and then it's Generation... Uh, no, it says here, gener, Gen Y or Millennials were oh, born between okay. 1980 and 1994. And then after is Gen X, which is the youths. The youths are Gen X. No, I'm Gen X. No, I'm Gen X. I'm very tired <laughs> still. <laughs> but I thought there was a Gen Next. Maybe it's just a pun. I don't know, man. Maybe. Uh, boomers, Gen X, Gen Y, and Gen Z explained. Okay, so they don't have a Generation X. I thought I was Gen X. I remember there was this... What was it? I can't remember There's which generation it was, but they said they hate, they hate to be cla- or classified or whatever, and it's like, but you're classifying them now by saying they hate to be classified, <laughs> aren't you? Yes. Uh, anyway. When philosophy meets pop culture... You know, okay, do we need to add anything else? I think that's it. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry, you guys. I'm sorry that I'm tired, and I'm sorry that... I'm not sorry that I'm behind on word count, because I already pumped myself up and told myself that the promising about keeping the promise to myself, but that's pretty much it. Do you want to... Can we go out on a voice voice changer version of your your nano machine? I didn't do one, so... Ah, okay, boomer. (laughs) Not a boomer! Am I using that right, youths? (laughs) Oh, I can't remember how the song goes now. I'm cutting that out because it was A, like half an octave too high, and B, your ears don't deserve that. I'm going to leave the dog drinking water in, though. (laughs) Maybe just go out on that.